Bill, big time episode today, uh, making up for some lost time. You were out in Montreal, um, taking in the, the sights and sounds um, during the week. And I went to see some live action theater as well. Um, mo- more importantly, um, we have a winner that we are going to announce uh, for our 1,000 subscriber giveaway. So that's very exciting. Before before we get into any of that, I want to just kind of uh, address some rumors that have been circulating uh, via social media about this show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Elon Musk put an <laughs> offer in. We turned him down. We, are, we, we cannot be bought. Okay, Elon. So just... Go back to your little toy on Twitter and leave us alone. Yeah, we glad we, glad we could clear that up for everybody. We got we got winners to announce. All right, let's get to it. Welcome to that range life. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to that range life. A show sometimes about golf. I don't know if I remember how to do this. I'm Bill Bush of DrivingHeroes.com at Range Heroes. That's my guy, Chris. Chris! Hey, man. Good to see you. Good to hear your voice. Yeah, likewise. Missed you. Glad you made it back from uh, the great north. Yeah. Do we want to... one piece. So, obviously, we didn't do a show last week. Um, I have a Correct. little bit to talk about from that trip. Um, do we want to get... Do we want to riff a little bit before we get into what people are likely here for? Or do we just want to sure. go... All right, all right. We'll, we'll yeah, do I mean, that. let's let's do this first. Um, viewers, uh, subscribe, like, hit the bell. See, I told podcast, you. I forgot, I forgot podcast to listeners, uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Okay, so there you go. Now, uh, for those that don't know, Bill was in Canada doing Canadian things. Montreal, uh, really, truly, yeah, you're in Montreal. Um, so yeah, t- that's why we didn't do a, a episode. It was a whole thing. We could have, and we we're like, screw it, we don't want to. Um, so anyways, tell tell the people about about your activities there because it seemed like it was a pretty good trip. Jesus Christ. Um, well, you'll know in our outline here, I wrote we are children of the arts. Um, both of us. Actually, the you know, we just didn't line That's up because we, we were both taking in the arts last week. People think we're just a couple of big time golf guys. They don't appreciate that we have an artistic side to us and create it. I mean, well, I guess they should by now realize we are creative people with the content we produce, right. but um, right. yeah, no. So I was like, uh, I've never been, as we talked about prior, I've never mm-hmm. been to Canada, let alone mm-hmm. Montreal, Montreal, um, where the McEwen family of yours, I believe is McEwen's. So yeah, it's not no McEwen's, but it's half of my Close origin. Enough. Close yeah. enough. They when I got my there, there, my mother's uh, father's side, my grandfather's when, side. When I got off the airport, they said, "Are you the one who associates with Chris McEwen, our <laughs> our brother?" And I said, "Did everyone have olive skin and were five feet tall?" That's actually a, on my other family side, technically speaking. There was a good amount of that, actually. Um, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so I, I sort of went with the old. Well, if I'm going to be here, um. Because I was there for like actual work stuff and sure. torture. Um, but I said, let's make it count. And uh, night one, you know, just get your feet on, you settle, didn't sleep well the night before, you're going away for a week, you're not going to, whatever. Um, but then um, night two, we went, we took a an Uber into downtown Montreal to go to uh, Le Centre Bell, the Bell Center, <laughs> where... Right. 
the Montreal Canadiens play. We took in the Canadians versus the wild. It was um, so awesome. It was awesome. And um, you know, what was weird about it was seeing, think about this. If you ever saw the Canadians play before at the United center, it was in the white and blue uniform. Right. It was, it was like, I'm not kidding you. And I say this as a lifelong hockey kid, it was sort of surreal to see, and I forgot what this says, something rouge, but the red and blue Canadians uniform skating around the ice in yeah. person. I was yeah. Like, that's for sure. It was trippy. Um, yeah. That said, they're terrible. They um, were right. so bad in their zone. I did get to see the uh, Wisconsin Badger whiz kid Cole Caulfield score the only Canadians goal. Um, they have a guy who I still can't say his name, but some people call him X, but his name's so spelled so goofy. His nickname's Wi-Fi. It's like a <laughs> Wi-Fi password. I think right. that's funny. That's very um, good. Mark Andre Fleury, good to see him. He played lights out for Minnesota. It was really good. That said, the Cole Caulfield goal was a little weak. But, um, man, the Canadians could not play in their end of the ice. It was pretty brutal. So it was still exciting to take in. Really enjoyable. Um, fascinating dynamic. I would say it's like 50% English, 50% French. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. In terms of in-rink entertainment, it's all French. Um, yeah. So it's me and another Crazy. American and a guy from Toronto. So it's like he's not French speaking, but he knows Canada. His cell phone's designed to work in Canada. Okay. Um, so, and he'd been to Montreal before. So like it felt kind of, it felt quote unquote safe. Safe's probably not the right word, but for argument's sake, you know, just I get it. Yeah, it I, just, I know, what you, I know what you mean. Didn't feel off balance. You're right. right. Um, it didn't feel like you were super foreign. Right. Right. And lost in the whole thing. Yeah. So we get back maybe like 10, 10, 15, not that late, which I'm like, man, if this was a Blackhawks game, I would have been home at midnight. Um, <laughs> so we get back, have a, a nightcap in the hotel bar, go up. At this point, you and I had already communicate like, yeah, we're not doing a show that night. Right. Um, so go up, go to work the next day. We said, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to do it. That seems doable. We make a return to Les Saint-Robel um, <laughs> to see the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, and it was incredible. And then, so this tour was supposed to feature uh, Poppy, who I don't know, um, but is a it looks to be a single solo artist, uh, female singer, and I'm okay. sure she's great, but didn't see it, didn't see her. Um, and Jane's Addiction, which I've never, yeah. I've never seen live, and I would say I'm sort of mixed on Jane's Addiction, but I certainly respect them. And uh, they didn't, get, they weren't going to have Dave Navarro there because right. he's battling like super bad long COVID, I guess. Yeah. Um, but Perry got injured and had to pull out. They had to cancel five of their shows. I, I saw the, I did. I thought about you. I saw the tweet about it. Yeah, where they said like, "Sorry, man, we're not be able to, we're not gonna be able to go." And of course, they announced this after we've already decided to buy the tickets. And uh, or, no, I'm sorry, before, but I didn't find out till after. Right, right. That right. said, as we have well documented on the show, you and I are big '90s rock guys in '90s, early 2000s. The sure. replacement was Canada's own. Our Lady Peace. Yeah. So yeah. I was jacked. I love yeah. Our Lady Peace. Um, are they like in the top pantheon of bands for me? No. But not mad at seeing them live. And I'm going to try it. 
They were awesome. They were so good. good. So good. Uh, it was great. Um, I, I have a tendency to not like much of the newer pumpkin stuff, but I have to give them credit. The newer stuff that was put into this set list was very good, very enjoyable. Um, they're so good. And there's a, yeah, I came home celebrating uh, my time and how much I enjoyed it to the point we may go see them this Saturday at the United Center. At the UC? Yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, I, I was I was kind of curious when you, you sent me the um, – by the way, I may appreciate Pearl Jam so much more because you can't do that to, for Pearl Jam shows because they don't have like a common set list. But you sent me like the typical tour set list that the Pumpkins have been playing when I asked like, oh, what do, what do we think we're going to hear, right? Because it was on the anniversary. They're right around the anniversary of Melancholy. Yeah. And the infinite sadness. So I thought maybe they would do like, I don't know, more off of that out that three LP album. Uh, yep. But it seemed like it was a pretty good mix of, of all things. Yeah. Not, I didn't no gish on it, which I thought was, I, I noticed that too. Yeah. That's and really I mean, interesting to me because God, the, the older gish gets and the older I get, the more I appreciate gish, man. Yeah. And there's boy, like that was three that was four just absolute bangers yeah. on it. But um, yeah. so I, I was thinking about this and, you know, in conversation with the guys about um, the pumpkins in general leads me down to some rabbit holes and I, always forget how much of an asshole billy corgan is he is, is a psycho i mean no, he's yeah. yeah he's he's and maybe he's just like i mean have you read anything about the making of siamese dream like he Not, was out of control insane control freak maniac man like read, he, i was the, in the it's, it's a miracle that that band stayed together after that Right. It was melancholy. The one I was reading about how bad his control freakedness was and which went Siamese dream, whatever in, into the, like, it was a continuation. Yeah. Um, but so this rap and it's like, I, I remember this. I'd say every few years when I go down an inevitable smashing pumpkins, and I was going to bring this up. It's really funny. Yeah. Um, and then I go, ah, oh, in, in the way you and I tend to operate, I would normally go, you know what? I this guy's such a dickhead. I'm done. I'm done with it. Whatever. Mm-hmm, um, but yet I, I somehow like just seem to move on and reaccept it and get back to it. And then because you listen like an interview, and it seems like kind of like the Howard Stern thing where he's growing that's up, he's older, whatever. Totally. Yeah, that's I totally. Th- yeah, I think there's some truth to it. That said, you read about. Um, like, why didn't Darcy join, rejoin? I can't remember. Oh, and all, she released all the text messages and he was right. a, like, he was a dickhead. And that was 2018-ish. Right. It was pretty modern day. So yeah. I, I don't I don't know. Yeah. But um, yeah. And the, the irony with Melancholy was it's probably their best effort. To me, anyways, it was, it was, I mean, that is the, if you want to hear a band at their peak ability and creativeness and the whole thing, I mean, that that record is just insanely good. Um, he did allow for some collaboration during the writing of those songs. Like he had, he said he had like 50 songs written total, mm-hmm. but he let a lot of the band contribute to that. And you just, it just kind of makes you wonder like, why didn't you just kind of keep doing that for a while? But uh, just, yeah. and if you do, I mean, to be fair, I will say this, if you read up on his upbringing and whatnot, it's not a yes. surprise. He is the right. way he is. And the poor right. dude didn't stand right. a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing mm-hmm. is fascinating. And I'll tell you this, I've gone down this rabbit hole many a time. Um, there's that window of time where he's like, I think it was around Oh five where mm-hmm. 
he was, you know, um, this whole Zwan thing is it going? I want to bring oh, the yeah. pumpkins back, and then like Chamberlain came back, but Ehan Darcy didn't, and you know whatever. So he kept going with sort of a carousel of musicians. And I remember yeah. there's that 19 year old kid who won the audition, like won an audition to be the drummer. And it's like they were fine. It was good to see the songs, but it's like they never were quite right. And I yeah. remember. As Jimmy Chamberlain came back first, you're like, it's closer. It sounds a little more like the Smashing Pumpkins. And then it was around, I think it was around 2018, give or take, or 2016, right? You might remember this. James Eha yeah. showed up at the Billy Corgan residencies at the Lyric Opera House and played uh, yeah. a few songs. And then shortly after that, yeah, that was... he joined the band. Right, right. And if you watch like the evolution of them on YouTube, it was like, Chamberlain's back, Eha's back, boom. They sound like the pumpkins again. And I think Well, Eha, I would argue that I would argue that is Chamberlain still alive? Yeah. He's yeah. brilliant still. I, he, I mean that's why I said that I, I would I would contend that you're not the pumpkins aren't the pumpkins without Jimmy Chamberlain. I I, th- I mean I that would, guy is just Good God. When and I don't even really like drummers. You do the, <laughs> you, I read in one of the researches of Billy Corgan being a nut job. It talks about how when he came in in the, in 88 or whatever it was, he, he turned the direction of that band. But yeah. And I, and, and then you get into like, I don't think Eha gets enough credit for the layers he weaves into it and how much, how significant he is to the sound. But, um, yeah, it was, it was incredible. Absolutely awesome, incredible. Man. So I saw, um, I was once at the double door. Uh, here in Chicago and my early to mid twenties, probably. And, uh, we're hanging out and we were there to see somebody. I don't remember who it was. Some no name band. I can't remember now, but, um, Billy Corgan walked out and played piano for an hour just by himself. Was it was it pretty any, great. Was it, it was pretty good? good. <laughs> he was amazing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. It you was really like cool. Billy Corgan piano. I know. And I remember when, um, Machina Two came out. He mm-hmm. would play live if there is a God, and he'd play at piano by himself. I, I remember that being. I don't want. I'm not trying to demean it, but like surprisingly adequate and too. Right. It was good, right. but in your head, you don't expect it. So like, man, that was that was adequate. Is he Mozart <laughs> or Beethoven? Absolutely right. not. But um, right. But he can work his way around the piano a little bit. He knows the notes. But uh, I also note. saw them in in South Dakota. During the, um, I want to say it was during the uh, Melancholy tour. That was a, I, I, by all accounts, I heard that tour was just epic. It was good. Um, it was very good. Some of the stuff that dude does with a guitar. And I didn't, I had never seen him live before. Um, that was the first time. And he like played an entire solo. I'll never forget it. Just using the keys of the guitar. Yeah. He played a whole solo like that. It was like, oh my God, like that's sick. Yeah. He's, um, Sonically speaking, he's so bizarre. Well, he's so bizarre. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Why wouldn't? Why would that be a surprise? Like right. the whole thing when he was doing his uh, right. eight-hour-long solo electronic shows at Madame Zuzu's or whatever it's called in Highland Park, his tea uh, shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So shouldn't be a surprise there. I want. I have one last musical comment. Okay. Um, that we would be remiss to not point out while we're talking about 90s bands, specifically 1995, the 27-year anniversary of Melancholy and Infinite Sadness. Yeah. Also 27th anniversary of What's the Story? Morning Glory by Oasis. And today, as we're recording, as you saw on Twitter, it is the 
27th anniversary, this day today, Wonderwall was released. So I saw uh, that. Yeah, I, I, I gave you a bump. I gave you a retweet on that one because it was funny. It was a funny tweet. Uh, and it's also, I think, the 29th anniversary. I think we may, it may have been last week of Versus. Yeah. Pearl Jam's second album. What a man. I tell you what. I listened to that run. I mean, we were so, I mean, talk about just a golden era of music, man. Jesus. It's not, it's, it's not fair. This is what, <sighs> this is what man. people felt like in the sixties with the Beatles, Led Zeppelin, Rolling Stones. Exactly. Right. The man. Doors. Elvis. Hendrix. Hendrix. Elvis. Yeah. Get, get out of here, Elvis. Here. Um, all that did, all that did, dude did was sing black people's songs. That is not true. paying for it. Um, I'll tell you what. Speaking of Elvis, um, I saw something recently. Like that guy was a good-looking boy. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I yes. If you stop and look at it first, you're like, no, I get the Elvis thing. I get why he was huge in the fifties. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that dude. That's a handsome. That's a handsome man, right um, there. But you took sure. in the so like, Anyways. hey, uh, well, man, I'm gallivanting around. But you too took in the arts, and I have a question. You saw okay. Wicked. I, I did. feel like everybody did. and their mother is seeing Wicked right now because I saw it all over Facebook with different people. Is Wicked, did it go away and come back? Yes. Oh, okay. yeah. So, so oh. Wicked's been around obviously since 2005, I think it debuted on Broadway. Okay. Um, you know, and it, it birthed uh, stardom for several people that were in it. Um, Kristen Chenoweth was the uh, one of the original, um, which is one of the sisters' um, original. Uh, Alphaba was the girl that sings Adina, Adina Menzel. Right. So she was that, that was the original cast. Um, but yeah, so it did it. And then obviously it toured and toured and toured back then, but then it did go away and now it's back for a limited run in Chicago. Had you right seen now. it before? I'd never seen it before. It's great, no. isn't it? Oh my God. It's so good. God, it's so good, man. It's so good. The story is so great. I always so thought great. it was one of those like I you know people are like I'm just not musical people I can do a play but not musicals I feel like you're Wicked, nuts if that's how if that's how people if you feel like musicals are just incredible Wicked right? was so good at I feel like balancing musical mm-hmm. to play like you mm-hmm. it, it just could so I I would almost say kind of like Hamilton but maybe a little less musically yeah because uh, Hamilton they never speak they're yeah. always singing so they, it's like that's it's just constant music. Um, it breathes yes. perfectly, as they'd say. It, I it, I totally agree. Um, yeah, and the, I, I it's hard to decide which part is better, like the the songs or the storyline. And for those that don't know, um, and I was I was I didn't know anything about the only thing I knew about the plot was that it was a prequel to Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. That's and so that's what we're talking about here. That it's about the the witch, the Wicked Witch of the West, the Wicked Witch of the East, and Glinda, the Good Witch. Right, do you remember and how they meet yeah. and how they come around, and then it actually does bleed into Wizard of Oz timeline. Um, but that's all I'm going to say. It's just really fun. It's really really fun. It was a blast. I love. Is it, it a yeah. Cadillac Theater again? No, it's at uh, Niedermeyer. Which one's Niedermeyer? Uh, it's sure. Niedermeyer Theater. I don't know. Chicago, <laughs> it's on, uh, Chicago meeting here. Where? <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. That's what it, that's what it's on. I think it's on. Uh, God, what street is that? It's just off a of state. Well, I guess that's all the theaters are, but yeah, yeah I don't know. It's really that's small good. though. It's yeah. a very small theater. We're, I mean, we're in the back row. Um, we won our tickets in a lottery, so, which is nice. This is the most, uh, I feel like that's the most, uh, McZwick way of anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Um, so we were like in the back row, but it's still like, 
I don't know. There's might be 26 rows or something. It's really small, man. But uh, it's awesome. It was, yeah, it was super cool. I was really happy walking out of that place. So yeah, I might have to put that on the list to go do. Uh, yeah, I would highly write. It's it's such a, and Zella's seen it before, but she had forgotten a lot of the plot points along the way around characters. Yeah, as, and, yeah, and as you're talking like about, I'm like, I remember sort of like the yeah the prequel, kind of how it ends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. But that's like A to Z. I'm missing B, C, D, etc. So yeah. maybe I need. Yeah, and it was really fun for her to be like, oh, I forgot about that. That's right, you know, like oh, all the, this all is the twists and turns. You so actually, this is the second um, subtle reference we made to my my band. My last band I was in, we we played the Double Door a time or two. So I was like, oh, Did you really? That's awesome. I like to say like, yeah, same stage Rolling Stones played on, not a big deal. It's true. Um, yeah, I remember when they did that. And then um, for a while, because you know we got to play some cool places, and you could actually like, have sound stuff. We had this like cool intro before we'd go on with. Uh, a song from Wicked. And it was Is perfect. that right? Like, I can't believe you do you do the Wicked song. It's perfect. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> is it is it um, Defy Gravity? I I don't remember. I, just, uh, I bet you it is because that's a good song. That's like that's at the uh, that's the last song they do before the break for the intermission. It's a I, good um, song, man. That it's got band a big was, crescendo, and it's like, like I think that so probably good. was the thing because that was the thing. I that yeah. band I yeah. was notorious for. Um, I just show up and make it work. Shocking. Yeah. Feels feels familiar. Well, no, it's more like (laughs) you need you need someone to like hold it together and be an like operative glue here. Mm -hmm. Got it. Um you guys can all play rock stars. I'll just make sure you're uh me and the drum will keep the rhythm section. Right. We'll get you where you need to go. Yeah. Right. right. You guys be pretty. And they were, they were pretty. They really were. Um Our, our 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 lead singer man, that guy had some greasy some greasy licks in those fingers. I'll give him credit for that. Um, all, right. all right, so we're children of the arts. Look at us. Um, yeah, I know. Okay, cultured AF. So I, I'm going to just say this before we get into the meat of this thing. Um, okay, I'm looking at some of these comments here. I'm going to save these for a future episode because um, I do want to just chat about it with you. But I have to tell you, <laughs> based on your text about. Um, your fairway troubles and whatnot. And though you and I have a tournament coming up, which we are, by the way, per that email, we are fully registered for, we're good to go. We're paid up. We're ready. Um, I haven't swung a club in a bit and I'm not mad at it. (laughs) Yeah. I like, I, we talked about how I'm like, man, you're going to regret that in January when there's 18 inches of snow. Uh, But at the same time, it's like, the, the game's torturing me a little bit. Yeah, and- I can. I get that. I get that. It's. It's. Um. I probably should just like step away for a minute, but good. Goodwill hunting. Found some cool gear. Um, yeah. You know, maybe. I like. I say. I like the. Our, I like our shenanigans. So maybe that mm-hmm. you know, getting some of our shenanigans in. But of course, we're running into like, hey, it's hard to get out early with frost delays and sun. And yeah, you're not getting out to, now until like nine o'clock, probably. Yeah. So timing's <laughs> gonna get a little tight yeah. for us. But uh, yeah. yeah, as far as like, I'm a golf guy. It's it's getting a little rough. I think we need to hit that like, hit that winter wall. And be right. like, okay, now you know, we'll the- need a golf axe or axe. <laughs> right. X golf. Yeah. Sorry. When you get a um, mandatory timeout, they're like, now you're done. Right. So right. I don't know. That's the, the, the worst thing in the world for me, but 
Um, that said, it's like then I but I do start thinking about our shenanigans in general and goofy things you and I like to do. And I go, oh, maybe, maybe I do want to play golf. Um, okay, all right, let's do it, Chris. Yeah, why do people care about today's show? Tell them. I mean, we're gonna announce the winner of our one thousand subscriber announcement contest. Contest. We got him. We've got all the right. winner. Let's see if we can get it. We recap what it is. Oh, God. Um, Revo sunglasses. Revo sunglasses. Fujikura. Shot- oh, okay. All right, you're going to go? Oh, you go. No, I, I thought we could trade. Oh, okay. Okay. Shot scope rangefinder. Okay. Fujikura shaft and swag. True links wear golf shoes. Asher golf swag. That's a good one. Radmore golf stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, Ooh, uh, I, I think it. I have a putt out, a putt out with a mat. Oh man, that's a good. Those are good mats. They roll nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. The official ball of that range I would show sometimes about golf, a Bridgestone golf ball, is the E12 contacts. I'm holding, yeah. I'm holding the tour BXS here. If you're watching on YouTube, because that's yeah. all I have by my desk. But the yeah. E12 contacts are right out there for you. Okay. Um. um what else? Uh, some of the. Uh, the the caddy guy, the the shot tracker, Arcos caddy Arcos caddy link. Yep, there you go with yep. the nubs sensors. Um, God, I just had a Tour Edge Wingman seven hundred putter. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yep. Now I'm sure we're forgetting other things, but I don't want to look. But it's all yep. that and more. All of that, right? And more. And that. All of that and more is going to, shall I pull it? I'm going to get his name right. Uh, Mr. Kevin O'Neill. Kevin Kevin O'Neill. O'Neill. Congratulations, Kevin. Uh, You are the winner. Thank you for uh, commenting and subscribing. Um, I know for a fact that he followed me on Twitter because I remember his name popping up. Um, So all those things, man. Congratulations. Hey, Kevin. You're the big winner. How about uh, follow over at, at Range Heroes? All right, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin, go and get that get that done. Come on, man. You can More- see all the wonderful tweets about Wonderwall dropping today. It's a big deal. I mean, that quite literally <laughs> changed my life. I probably wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for that. It's fair, man. It's fair. Was, um, I didn't mean that in some sort of death way. I mean it like, yeah, my brain ticking creatively. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Um, anyways, Kevin, just keep an eye out. I'll hit you up on. Uh, email or Twitter or somewhere and get your get your info. And uh, Kevin, I'm going to be honest with you. This stuff's all coming from many different directions. Bear with mm. us. Bear with us. Right. This will be a process. He's got no choice. He's got no choice. Got no choice, Kevin. And what I'd say, really what will probably happen is we get a group email going between the three of us. Yeah. And look, bro, we just take it from there and see where this thing goes. Right, right. Well, congrats, Kevin. I'm very okay. excited. Thank you and for subscribing. Just, Thank you to yeah, everyone. And, yeah, for sure. Thanks to everybody. We had a, a ton, a ton of um, entries and uh, and hopefully you guys stick around for those that are new to the show and to our social medias and things like that. If you think we're the, if you think content. we're done, if you think we're done, like there won't be more good giveaways, guys. Yeah, I mean, it's fun to give stuff away. I'd like to do it a lot more. We are only getting bigger and more powerful. There will be more. That's right. All right. Um, All right. You know, uh, 
I don't really have a ton, wanna, of, ton to cover other than the golf quip stuff. But um, yeah, what what is what's the uh, what, do you want to cover item number four on here? Oh, item number four. God, look at us with our show notes. I oh. feel like uh, you have a you have a rant that you maybe you need to get some stuff off your chest. Uh, that's one of the ones I was thinking we could say. But I'm, I mean, if you if okay. you want to dive into it. I'm happy to. I just have make no promises for how long it's going to go. And, All right, um, save it. Save it then. Let's let's save it. I I do want to know about five though. Give me give, what is what is number yeah, five? I, I could talk about five. Um, yeah, and it probably fits with the point about uh, the golf season ending. Um, I have to tell you. So in the last few bits of golf I played, it, you know, it's it's been that time of year where courses are aerated they're a little wet they're freezing sure. and then they're thawing and it's so god it's super windy most of the time which is great it's fine um mm. those hand these handful of time last few times i've been out i i've been like all right well i gotta review some stuff and sure. um let me give a little insight to everybody in the review process I'm a good enough golfer. I can adjust to equipment that's not for me. It's not fit for me. It's not ideal for me. Maybe that's, and sometimes I will directly talk in the review about how I do that, whether it's on the video, it's in the written review, like maybe I have to mm-hmm. swing a little slower, I have to slow my tempo down, whatever. Sometimes I'll directly address it. Other times I won't because it's not necessarily relevant, but, um, there's obviously the familiarity of your clubs, which is a bit your your gamer clubs, which is a big deal. But there's times where stuff's just not made for you. And maybe 18 holes with it is more than you need. A little yeah, range yeah. session and really being able to like right. pick and choose out of it to what I try to do is we've talked about plenty on the show in my reviews, is tell people, here was my experience here is the type of player this is good for who, who it's, you know, if you're someone looking to hit the ball high and come down steep, this, uh, these have a low center of gravity and they're going to do that for you. Or you, you know, you tend to dig and you don't have good, you're not good at making contact, uh, or flush contact. So you need a, a wider beveled soul. Maybe this is good for you. Whatever sure. it might be. Sure. Um, so, it can get frustrating, albeit insightful, um, and I love doing it. It's really fun to see how different stuff works, um, stuff that is geared toward a different player. And we've talked about it specifically, like with the tour edge hot tour edge hot launch stuff. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Almost tripped on that one. Um, <laughs> seeing how it's geared to toward a certain type of player to do a certain type of thing with our games, really seeing it do that and how. It's not yeah. meant for our game, yeah. seeing right. the effect it has on us. Yep. So that like that's fun. I, I love it. Um, I really enjoy doing it. I think it's cool to see brands that you didn't know about, learn about them, um, you name it. That said, I absolutely love the feeling of like, thank God, my good old familiar sub 70 659 combo set is back yeah. in the bag my yeah. my usual wedges uh my two edge c722 driver with my ventus tr blue is yeah. back uh my 
you know, my my Scott Redman concepts putter with my super stroke pistol GTR <laughs> grip, like it's right. back. Um, it it's almost like a you know a weighted blanket when you get into bed after tra- your own bed after traveling for two weeks or something. Um, yeah, I was gonna say it's like going home. It's like it's like going home, like getting your bag right. Yeah, again. And I know it seems silly, but it's just. I mean. I think I came home after a round where it's like, you know, I'll just say the clubs I was playing with were great. They're fine. A lot of great things to say about them. Sure. I went downstairs with my golf bag, took the irons out. (laughs) I I think I had, so out of 14 clubs in the bag, probably 15, I would say 12 of them were review clubs. They weren't my clubs. Yeah. And just their, their old faithful were, old faithfuls were leaning against my wall, the wall, just like, Oh boys, come on back. And just, just felt so good. Just picking them up off the wall and putting it back in the bag. So, right. Right. I love reviewing it's, golf clubs. I'm never going to complain about it. Yeah. Right. I know. But putting the gamers you're familiar with back in the bag, just physically doing that, not even playing with them feels <laughs> so good. And that first right. shot back, even if it's a little sloppy, you're like, Oh yeah. That felt right. That felt good. So I was going to say, yeah, it's all, it is really, it's funny. I'd never thought about it, but you're right. It is a difficult thing to play. I mean, there is, there's also like, you don't know what's going to happen every time off the face of X club when you're trying right. to take it out one time or whatever, it's going to take you nine holes and be like, oh, so just like the tour ride stuff, like, oh, hey, look at me with my super draw that I've got now with the E-series driver or whatever, like. Yeah. Okay. Man, I had one shot, particularly with a set of clubs I was reviewing, where I'm like, oh, I don't really have a good look, but I, there's no reason, especially with this club, I shouldn't be able to hit kind of like a low, sweepy kind of draw thing, just not really worry about this tree that's in the direct line. Yeah. I got plenty of distance to work this thing. Oh my God. I hit the thing <laughs> almost 270 degrees, I think. Like way out to the right, <laughs> right, and just came. I, I go that thing with my clubs would have been like forty five degrees off to the right, horribly right, off. Right. This right. thing, I mean, it was like boomeranging back to me. I swear to God. <laughs> and I'm just, oh, okay, uh, that's awesome. So yeah, oh that that was it. There's just I love, I I love reviewing clubs. It's tons of fun. I'm I'm such a nerd for it. Um. Yeah, well, get pre- prepare yourself because uh, I think this winter it, we're going to be busy doing just that. Well, that's I'll just say that in, indoors it's a little easier in to yeah. stomach. Yeah, right. Yeah, I won't be in the back. But uh, anyways, um, you want to plug some stuff? Yeah, yeah, we got we, we got all sorts of things going. I got the um, what do we have going up this week? The you, we we've had the other golf ball unboxing you did. Yep, yep. Um I had the lab. I did I'm plugging this one late because we didn't do last week and I oh god, I'm giving me in the, the tech issues that I I'm like I can't even social media from Canada now. <laughs> um so I got uh the lab golf mez point one mez one max max yeah putter unboxing, which yeah. if you're watching the show as it's released that review went up on Halloween and it's perfect because it is a orange and black putter like That's a right. jack-o'-lantern. 
Like perfect for Halloween. Go check that out. Um, I'm I'm fascinated by that putter. I don't. I can't put my finger on why, but I really want to try it. They're. Um, I'm they're, fascinated by it. They're. I, I, I'll just say it. They're so weird. They're so weird. Yeah. Um, the the you read the reviews, everybody, but the like directed force two point one, which is the branding iron one. Yeah. I mean that thing was so so weird. And yeah, that's a spaceship putter, but yeah, it works. It does everything it's supposed to do. Super forgiving. Um, but this one's much more palatable, easy to look at, easier to look at, but mm-hmm. um. Reminds me of the old Odyssey backstrike, which might be before your time, but they yeah, like, it is. they were these goofy mallets and just had the, the, they, uh, the shaft went in at the very back of them, much like, um, sort of like what these, these, uh, lab putters create. It's just, mm-hmm. it's sort of, it's just the angles and everything are goofy, but once you adjust to it, like shit works. Yeah. I mean, they're super yeah. they're super forgiving they swing themselves um they're interesting so yeah check out the review i like i almost feel like at this point and we've talked about it but we are doing our viewers and listeners a disservice if maybe i'll be honest with you we could get inside probably we can't do it in the near future and do it on an indoor putting green i think we'd be doing a disservice might have to wait till next year to get it out outside. And I think we do need to make some videos on it just to like, even if it's just 30 minutes of you and me going, <laughs> what is oh, I don't know, man. This thing's wild, man. I don't right, know. right. Crazy. Yeah. Um, all right. So you've got that going on. Yeah. So we've got the other unboxing. Um, I dropped my little uh, Griever cup uh, love letter out there. Uh, if anyone wants to watch it. Um, and then, on November first, so Tuesday, Jesus Christ, your, November, right. your uh, latest unboxing of Ram irons and the the return of the zebra putter, which is a really fun video. Yeah, right there. I don't want to. Yeah. notice this head cover sitting on my desk, which means another one's on the putter. I will let people deduce what that means before the review is out. <laughs> yeah so go check that out too because that's that's pretty fun you give a little history lesson get some backstory on the designer of the putters stay tuned too you and i have some ideas there'll be we got there'll be more content on that it's uh the whole thing's the whole ram ram zebra story taking place right now is fascinating to me yeah and cool i'm hopeful i'm hopeful for the future but I, i'm worried my my historical golf nerd is getting ahead of me and what to expect from these guys. So <laughs> all I know is that um, my grandfather, I think it was my grandfather, maybe my uncle too, had a set of Ram irons way back in the day. They so that's some, what it makes me think of. They had some good ones. Man, I, actually, I get, uh, get home from they Canada. Might have been the first, the, they might have been the first irons I ever hit because that's usually what we would do. We just grab irons out of the garage and just hit in the backyard the stuff they were making in the 80s to like mm-hmm. early mid 90s was just unbelievable and um i found as soon as i dude as soon as i got home Le- young liam it's like mm-hmm. dad are we going good willing i'm like liam good to see you too um <laughs> so we go out and i i'll just say this man i found some killer stuff this weekend um but i found a set of like just golden era for Ram forged blade, like muscle back blades. I mean, they really? were like in perfect shape, beautiful, 
just killer squared off toe, Toes, thin, yeah. thin top line, compact profile. I'm like, these things are beautiful. And um, they had three through pitching wedge, no nine iron. I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do oh, it. Oh, you're a dummy. Well, <laughs> you've seen you've seen the tarp yeah. covered pile. I know. I, I know. I've, I've, I've had fair. to create. I've it's had fair. to create a boundary of right. the, Goodwill. the Goodwill Games is right. beyond uh, equipped at this point. So right, right, um, right. I've already uh, sent out messages like, "Hey, after Chris and I make the Goodwill Games video, um, I, I need help unloading this stuff." <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Uh, speaking of which, before we leave, and then we'll close this thing out. Uh, what are the children dressing up as uh, tomorrow? Liam is being Gene Frankel, I believe is the last name, who is Will Ferrell's more cowbell character. Come uh, on. That's who he wanted to be. <laughs> and his costume's pretty funny. I'll get you, I'll get you a picture. And Madeline right. is being Winnie from Hocus Pocus. Okay. And nice. I'm not a big Hocus Pocus guy. I don't, it's sort of in that like Christmas story vein where I'm like, I don't think Christmas story is good. I don't like, yeah. you know, a lot yeah. I don't really care for Hocus Pocus myself, but people love it. She loves it. So, and her costume's good. She looks, she looks killer in it. And then, um, the piece de resistance of it, she got, um, in Disney, they had, you know, they have the ears, right. And Mm -hmm. the one she got is for the 50th anniversary. They're like, they're almost like little globes and they light up. So she's going to like my my wife is going to do her hair like covering the globes and oh, then so turn her hair, and her hair light up. Oh, it's awesome. You guys are something else. So I'm hope I'm, it's I'm, awesome. I'm hoping I can Are you going to go as Christopher Walken? They said to me, of course, as I'm like, you know, I get home from the airport eight o'clock on uh, Friday night. They're like, you should be Bruce Dickinson. I go, right. If that's something I'm going to do. I'm going to do because I can't do a Christopher Walken impression. So the costume would have had to be perfect. I'm like, All you have to do is say more cowbell. That's I mean, he, you know, I will steal the show with the cowbell. Did you, yeah. you have a cowbell? Did you buy a cowbell or do you have one? No, God, get this. <laughs> I know I probably could have done something different, but then I just got frustrated. I kept getting like, um, I wasn't getting Amazon.ca in Canada. I could get to Amazon, but it's like because I was in Canada, it wasn't letting me right. like prime it correctly. Yeah, so I yeah. couldn't get him like a real cowbell. But we had my in-laws had like, you know, one of the like a cowbell yeah. right. from an old right. farm. So that's what he's doing. That's good enough. Whatever. Yeah. So awesome. I want him so to great. he's obsessed with the smashing pumpkins right now. I want him to be like Get him a ball cap, get the like a black leather dress and have him be Billy Corgan. Just have him whisper sing the whole time. Like he walks up to there and goes, Happy Halloween. It's like (laughs) Yeah, right, exactly. Um and then scream after it, right after it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, maybe next year I think you and I should do like a real Halloween episode costume. Yeah, it snuck up on me. I yeah, I wasn't didn't wasn't prepared for it. That's I mean that's you and I in a nutshell. So that's also fair. Um I think this this year I'm just gonna go as a tall person. That's just what I'm gonna dress up as. I can't wait to see it. Pull. Are you, is Riv going to come and you're going to like stand on the shoulders <laughs> with a trench coat? Hey, speaking of Riv, real quick. Okay. Now oh, yeah, we're going to yeah, yeah, right. Speaking of Riv, uh, just congratulations on his new baby boy, Duncan Ryan. Um, I was going to say. He had himself a son. 
Oregon, where he lives, runs on Duncan. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah, I'm going to see him on Wednesday, I think. Hopefully. Not the baby at Riv. Oh, congrats. Congrats, Riv. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it sounded like I was just congrat, congratulating you for seeing Riv <laughs> for on seeing Wednesday. Riv. Well, congratulations to seeing Riv All on right. Wednesday, too. You would, I'm sorry. Actually, sorry. Sorry you have to see Riv on Wednesday. All right, let's all get right. out of here. That's Chris yeah. McEwen at Chris McEwen on all social medias. I'm Bill Bush of DriveRangeHeroes.com at Range Heroes as well on the social media. Thank you for listening and watching that Range Life, a show sometimes about golf. We'll see you next week. Health insurance with